Welcome to Radio Rehab. If you would like to contact us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. You can also go to Radio.Rehab. We are joined in studio again by Greg Baldwin today. Today we will be talking about comedy in recovery and recovery with comedy in it. It's very interesting because Greg is a comedian, so he gets to do both things. Let's talk to Greg. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. So we're here with Greg Baldwin, and we're going to talk about comedy. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, comedy is amazing. I'm a stand-up comedian. I've been uh, I've been doing it for about four years now, and uh, it's incredible. I perform in L.A. at the Comedy Store and Improv, and uh, uh, I'm doing a show at the Punchline in San Francisco, and it's the most incredible thing. But the way I became a comedian is is incredible. I was at a recovery meeting, and somebody somebody came up to me and asked me, "Hey, said, hey, can you give this uh, newcomer a ride home?" And here's what I thought inside. I thought, why don't you give him a ride home? I'm going the other way. <laughs> like you come right. up and you ask me, you got a car too, and you're telling me to give him a ride home. Why don't you right. give him a ride home? But here's what I said. Okay, because <laughs> that's that's what I've been trained to do. Right, and uh, is you know, and so I gave him, I gave this kid a ride home, and so we went to uh, I gave him a ride home, and I asked him if he had a car, and he's like, no, and I'm like, do you need help getting to recovery meetings? And he's like, yes. And uh, so I started picking him up and I started taking him to uh, recovery meetings. And he, uh, he, uh, we would always, I'd always stop at Starbucks and he would never order anything. So I asked him, I'm like, are you broke? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you have groceries at your house? And he's like, no. And so I said, okay, listen, I'll, I'll I'll take you grocery shopping. So, um, so he took me to Whole Foods. (laughs) <laughs> which is like, which is really expensive. I would expensive. have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. oh my God, you're, you know, so he took me to Whole Foods and, uh, and whatever, but I bought him some groceries and stuff and, and stocked his fridge and, and we just became friends and, uh, and it turns out he was a stand-up comedian and he, and he had invited me to go see him perform at the comedy store and I'd been there and I'd seen com- a lot of comedians. I never in a million years did it even cross my mind to do stand-up, never crossed my mind and so he invited me to the show and uh, and I saw him perform, but like a lot of the comedians weren't very good. And I'm like, I can tell like drug stories and be as funny as half of these guys. Right. And he says, and he says, you want to try it? And I'm like, okay. And you know, because I'm I'm in tune now. Usually, I say yes to the to mm-hmm. the universe. So I said okay. And so like a week and a half later, he uh, uh, he said, you're going up at this beginner show at the comedy store. So I'm like, okay. And so I went up and I told some like drug using stories and stuff like that. And then I wrapped it up with like a recovery feel good message. And then the host comes back up and he's like, holy shit, I didn't know this was a recovery meeting. And uh, people high five me coming off the stage. And it was like, and I got applause and I'm like, I, I was hooked. Oh, wow. And so I've been doing it and it's been about four years and I've been, um, I've been doing comedy and I've, you know, it's really amazing because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a good opener, mid-level comedian, but I've gotten to perform with some of the greats. I've gotten to perform with Bill Burr. Really? Yeah. I love him. Yeah, that he's guy's incredible. funny. I was backstage. He like dropped in on our show. I haven't been, you know, on like the bill with him, but he dropped into our show to do some time and I'm backstage at the Comedy Store, which is like the most famous comedy club in the United States. And uh, like Richard Pryor and Jay Leno and David Letterman and uh, you know Eddie Murphy, they all you know, work at the worked at this club and 
and uh, and I'm sitting backstage, and Bill's Burr's back there, and I'm about to go on stage, and I was hosting the show, and bring out Bill Burr, and I'm just sitting there back, back you know, behind the curtain, going, "This is the most incredible, like, how did this happen?" You know, and and it happened because I was helping somebody, and I, you know, I come to realize that everything good in my life has been a direct result of helping another human being. You know, that and is so amazing. What if I would have said no that day? I know. What if I said no to helping that guy? You know, it changed my entire life. You know, Danny Danny uh, T. Uh, Treo, I'd heard him give a talk on you know on some stuff, and he, yeah. that's his quote. His quote his quote was, "Everything good in my life is as is a direct result of helping another person." Oh. And so that's what I found, and that's how I became a stand up comedian. That is so cool. That is is the guy that you the newcomer that you help still a comedian. He's still a comedian. We're actually doing a show together at the Punchline. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and we we've been doing it ever since for four years. He's like changed my life. That is so cool. Yeah, he produces all these shows, and I'm on every single one of them, and we've we've been performing together, and and uh, it's yeah, it's been amazing. Well, I think it's more than just telling drug stories, though. You have to be able to do that. Like, I could tell funny stories, but not up on a stage with people looking at me. Yeah. No way. I would not yeah. be able to do that. It's brutal sometimes. Sometimes you bomb. Oh, God. What's it like to bomb? Oh, it's horrible. It's the worst. You you want to you die. For, you oh, know? my God. <laughs> I bomb so bad, so, like, a so, number of times. It's just the worst. You know? So bombing is like nobody laughs, and it just, like, yeah. psh- the joke goes nowhere. The joke goes nowhere. Nobody laughs. And usually what I do is I'll have like a comeback for it. I'm like, huh, that one killed at the office today. <laughs> or, well, that, that one ended with a fizzle. <laughs> or I'll pull out my notes and I'm like, hold on a second, guys. I thought you were going to laugh at that. Let me check my notes. And then I'll read it. I'll be like, I'm funny. Don't care what people think about me. Believe in yourself. Take a deep breath. And then I'll say it into the microphone and people usually laugh at that. So you try to play it off, but. Right. It's hard. Stand-up's hard. Oh, my you know? God. I can imagine. I know. Every time somebody's like, oh, you're funny. You should do stand-up. I'm like, oh, my God. No. Like, that's not just funny. That's funny combined with a whole bunch of other stuff that people who can do stand-up. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. I would just be so scared. I would, you know, all the self-doubt. Like, I would just go up there with it. Because it's like, I grew up I grew up in L.A., and I saw lots of funny comedians. And I, I saw lots of people who were funny bomb, too, like yep. uh, Mike Rappaport. Yep. Like, I saw him, and he was really funny. I thought he was the funny. He was so funny talking to him in person. He was the funniest guy in the world. And he got up and did um, a set, and it was like, oh, it was painful. So I'm, I'm friends with Margaret Cho, and uh, she was voted the 48th best comedian of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. And the following Tuesday, she bombed. Really? Yeah. And then I watched, uh, I was I was performing in the main room at the comedy store. Louis C.K. dropped in. And uh, there's the original, there's three rooms at the comedy store. And somebody said, I had just gone up and somebody said, hey, Louis C.K. is in the original room. So he's like one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. So I, I went and I watched his set and he destroyed, right? He killed. And, and I'm like, wow, this is so incredible. And then he went to the main room and performed. He did the same set, same material, same jokes, and nobody laughed. Really? And so I learned a valuable lesson, you know, just, and you know, the thing is just because you have a bad set doesn't mean you're a bad comedian. Yeah. You know, and I watched, you know, the different reactions. But my, you know, my, my mentor is uh, Ant from Last Comic Standing. He always told me it's always the comedian. It's never the crowd. So, but that's just part of the Ouch. process. I know. And you grow when you bomb. That's when you grow. You figure out what you did wrong so you can learn not to do it again and how to fix it. So it's part of the process of becoming a stand-up comedian uh, is to struggle and fail. 
I watched some um, thing with Louis C.K. about how he how he tells a joke or how he writes a joke and something about how it's the premise. Do you spend a lot of time like thinking the material through or writing it out or is anything yeah. memorized? So there's different ways to write. You know, I, I started like when I was a beginning comedian, I wrote my whole set out and then I would do it word for word. And it was like, I could have read, it could have been like reading off a piece of paper. So I was really terrible. And I was so afraid, you know, that strain anywhere from it would, would cause me problems. So now uh, that that's one way. There's other ways of like getting a subject and just going to like open mics and just working, you know, working it out on open mics and seeing what, finding out where people laugh and keeping it and find out where people don't laugh. But Ant from uh, my, my mentor always tells me, edit, edit, edit. So you want to cut it down, you know? And, and so we're, I started, it used to be set up, 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 punchline. Set up, 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 punchline. And now it's like set up, punchline, set up, set up, punchline, set up, punchline. So I used to do drug stuff and I'd be like, yeah, I started, I was 118 pounds and I lost all my, I was losing my teeth and I, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, and I would have this whole story about my drug addiction. And now it is, you know, my setup is I recently quit smoking. Crystal math. <laughs> so I eliminated all the other stuff and, right? and it's edited down. So, you know, you get to the, you know, you want to have as, you know, they say laughs per minute. You want to have as many laughs per minute, but I still struggle. I've only been doing it for four years, but it's, uh, it's hard. I oh mean, it's really God, hard. Oh my God, I know. I can imagine. Like. I wouldn't, rec- I wouldn't recommend it to somebody new in recovery. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Cause you know. Our egos are so fragile when yeah. we come in here and yeah. we no longer have chemicals to mask that. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, yeah, that would be the worst thing for somebody who had like, you know, 30 days or less mm-hmm. than that yep. to go up on stage and, and just feel hated. Yeah. I started doing stand up when I was six years sober. Yeah. That sounds good. I love that you're doing that. I think that's so awesome because these stories are the funniest. It's like when I, I love being like at a recovery meeting and somebody's telling the worst story, something that's so awful, and we're just laughing so hard when it's like anybody I think who came in off the street would be like, oh my yeah. God, you guys are sick. Yeah. How is this funny? Yeah, we laugh, we laugh at that stuff. I lost three teeth. I crashed my car. <laughs> I know, totally. I ripped off my mom. <laughs> I know. Then the handcuffs went on. Yeah, the hand- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and everybody's laughing. I love that. That's like one of my favorite things about recovery. Well, I love that you're a stand-up comic. Um, do you have a website really quick? Yeah, it's uh, realgregbaldwin.com. And then my podcast is secondchances.tv. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Radio Rehab. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and rate us. It would make me so happy and eternally grateful. Thank you so much. We're going to be back tomorrow with more Greg Baldwin. It's our last episode of the week, and tomorrow's topic will be his moment of clarity. Thanks for listening. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll